everybody. So we got the talented uh, George Hull on the podcast today. He's one of my favorite uh, concept artists and art directors, and he's worked on some of my favorite films and um, with some some really amazingly talented people. Um, he kind of inspired me personally to get into the film industry. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a real honor and a total pleasure to have him on here today. And, and um, yeah, just really thankful to have him on. So why don't you go ahead and say hi, George. Hmm. Greetings. It's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, yeah. Earthlings. It's, 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 I don't, I don't have enough. You know, I don't really get much time away to do anything else besides the daily grind, and uh, it's it's really um, it's, I'm actually inspired to talk to you guys and to talk to you know people who would be interested. So I find uh, I'm coming at it. It's a reciprocal way. So awesome. I can say something that's um, beneficial to someone. I'm sure you will, dude. And if and if people don't get it, then they, they don't have to listen to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, really, I mean, it's it's it's. We've been talking about this for a while. I've been bugging you. I constantly bug you about it. Like, can you come <laughs> on the podcast? I probably asked you about fifty times, but and, and you and you're, you've been so cool and patient about it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. And seriously, it's, it's definitely um, you know a, a give and receive kind of thing with all this stuff. Obviously, as you know, um, but um, yeah, I mean, let's. There's so much to talk about. Um, there you've you've had how, how many how many years now have you had an experience with within working in film uh you know it's funny because i have to remind myself i'm an old timer i don't feel like an old timer yeah you don't <laughs> seem like it too like yeah <laughs> yeah but i, I you know i kind of am and um yeah you know i think about it i you know i graduated from college uh industrial design i guess 93 i came out as soon as i i graduated i had you know i had was pining over this internship at ILM and I, you know, I, I literally graduated in three days. I had to be out in California, you know, first time I'd been out of really Ohio, you know, or, you know, um, you know, I, so I, yeah, so I've been since 90, 1990, you know, three, I had a summer internship at ILM and that January I started, you know, full time at ILM. So I'm, you know, I'm like old school. <laughs> There's so much in between that that I want to get into about because I mean you just passed over some incredible like hard work and some big steps and risks and, and challenges and and I think what you're saying too is you, you, you're catching up to yourself and be like well I guess I'm a little bit of an older guy but I think what um, I always gathered from our talks is you you never seemed jaded you never was like hey, you know rah, rah, rah. There's a lot of jaded people in the industry and and for somebody um, on your path there I have a lot of um, inquiries and interest and finding out kind of how you maintain your like optimism and um how you you know control that because it seems like for me like even reading um your article and stuff and the choices that you make it seems like you're very much you you give yourself the right choices and you, you kind of power through with the right decisions it seems like you're like well I think for some people they would be like, well, I'm not so good, and I'm done with college, so I'm gonna go like get a part-time job at like Starbucks and work on websites, you know, mm-hmm. and, and nothing wrong with that. But you were like, fuck it, I'm going for broke, you know, putting all the chips in, and this is gonna happen, you know. And I think with those kind of choices comes great big, you know, like great rewards, you know. That's what it feels like for me. And you're like, well, and 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 listening and reading this, you're like, you know, I you're a big fan of like Blade Runner and 
and um, Ghost in the Shell and stuff. But and you were mentioning how like you wish you had more favorites, you know, and, and, and you decide to work on films that you really enjoy and working with people that you choose to work with, you know, whereas I feel like myself included, I'm definitely guilty of this is like I just take jobs that I can to stay to, to keep myself sharp, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure you do the same thing, but um I mean, it's just cool. I, I feel like you make really powerful choices, you know. I think that's a very, very important aspect of your your whole process and your in your career. And, and am I wrong, or is that is that about right? Does that seem about right? Well, I was I was thinking about this. I I, I often get a chance. Not, I don't get a chance to actually self reflect just on, you know, literally who I am as a creative being until I do interviews, and that's kind of the pleasure <laughs> of it. That's awesome. Yeah, you get to discover it, and yeah. Yeah, you have to kind of just sit there, and I don't, you know, some people write journals. I don't really, I mean, I just started, like, making some notes, like, you know, half hour before you called. Yeah. Like, huh, what the heck am I going to talk about? But <laughs> I, I, I realized something, and that was, you know, from the beginning, I, uh, <clears throat> well, a couple things, all right. So, you know, like, from reading my article, that from the beginning, I felt very, you know, um, much an underdog. I went to, I grew up in Ohio. I, all I had were, you know, the few art, art of books that had come out at the time, art of Star Wars, of course. There the was, best, yeah. Yeah, and a few others. There's a, you know, Blade Runner sketchbook and this and that. And, um, you know, and I had no exposure to any of this. I, I went into industrial design school because that, um, because I had my, you know, an interest in sort of quick sketching and, idea, you know, I, I thinking, you know, putting ideas down on paper. Um, but, um, you know, my school was, had nothing and I late, you know, I, I kind of just said, well, what's the most creative aspects of industrial design? You know, you would, we had to do all these internships and, um, well, I mean, we didn't have to, that was the greatest, that was the reason why I went there because it was a five-year program and you, you had to do like about a year worth of internships hmm. and, um, and so I'd be like, well, what's the most creative outlet of industrial design? And that was car design i thought well that seems really cool you know you see these concept sketches and um of cars and that seems really creative and these these internships got me into you know seeing real artists and what their jobs were like and i um you know i got to discover that it's the, the the creative aspect of it was actually fairly limited and i um in my in my last year for you know I'm sorry to, to kind of tell the same story of the article that I had, but just to get it down, that it was kind of a crucial moment for me, whereas it was like, well, I'd spent four years just studying to be an industrial designer, making real world stuff. And I said, well, what, you know, could I possibly be a film designer? You know, there was no one in my, my school or teachers who could give me any input. There's only a few at art of books that seem so like out of this world. And then on top of that, I, I would see these art center calendars that these guys at like you know Chrysler and Ford and GM would have, you know, for what students were doing at my level, mm -hmm. which were you know out of you know just blowing me out of the water. It was they're so flashy, and my assignments in, in like you know the University of Cincinnati was like to design a vacuum cleaner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doing, different levels, like sci-fi motorcycles with robots, and I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ, these are the guys I'm competing with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the next level. Yeah, the yeah. art the art center is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and, the, and 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 not only that, but just the pure marker technique. I wasn't getting even if I had a good idea. I didn't have the 
the the, the mechanics to make it flashy. I didn't. It's so hard. Uh, I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> it's such yeah. a bitch. Markers. Oh, I hated them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so for me to say like, but then, but then I would talk to some of these car designers who had come from California and in, in in you know working in Detroit, and they were like, oh, we hate hated here. You know, it's we don't like the weather. We don't like the city. There's no culture. And if you know, you could work here five years and maybe get to do a concept design the rest of the time you're doing you know wheels and you know new looks for the ford fiesta or whatever i don't know whatever I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ashtray do you like 100 ashtrays yeah you're the ashtray guy you're just yeah you're the fucking guy in the cubicle in the like <laughs> the basement <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. we're a title work and i was like oh my god this is not me <laughs> <laughs> yeah instant like yeah you're instantly like uh <laughs> yeah, so so i had my last year of senior my senior year and the professors were like okay this is like this is going to be your big portfolio piece you do the whole year on one like grand project and this is the one you say you know this is the best i got hired me with this and you know i should you should, it should be a carb because you've got all this you know i had a couple years of experience in car design and and I had, you know, places interested in me as soon as I graduated. To, but I really had to, I'm still competing with all these art center guys who want car jobs too. And their shit was just as great, you know, yeah. much better than me. Actually, my entire schooling didn't even have a transportation program. <laughs> so that was already a, a a level that I would have to kick, you know, have to just crush it to, to succeed. But because of that, I just said, well, um, because of, I said, well, there's, you know, I guess there's something in me that felt like you start a course and you why not you can always go back I don't know whatever it was I just said I have to follow this path and I and I you know I, I kind of self I think this was the crucial point is that that point where I decided to self-direct has led me all the way through and even as I'm being directed has led me how to stay happy and mm. make those choices with what you what you just talked about yeah because it's like the same bit of like, okay, well, I'm going to make my own assignment and make my own educational program for this year um, to get me like just a portfolio piece to do a film job Yeah, is the same way that I sometimes relate to how can I be happy? Like, let's say I have to take a job or I there's a job I'm just taking that, let's say it's a film that's not particularly creatively exciting. Um, you know, it's not like, blowing it out of the water in terms of conceptual thinking but like i'll say well what is there that i can challenge myself with in this job i'll say well i'm going to set up these goals like maybe i can learn a new tool maybe i can challenge myself to to just draw you know like sometimes i'll i'll just say well i could draw this thing normally let me just challenge myself to draw this in this crazy perspective or add do more character work than i'm used to or just i don't know setting your own parameters yeah. so that you can feel like challenged and and know what you know just so you, yeah you so you feel um you know goal oriented and like that kind of way is important yeah but you 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 did that on your own steam that's what's cool you know like to me that's that's the badass shit right there like you're you're you you know what you're up against you're realistic about it and then you set up your own self to like 
to kind of build yourself up because the you know obviously school is like it's like that whole like lead a horse to water but it, you know it has to drink you know kind of thing where same kind of thing you have to put in the, all, all the effort that's why a lot of people i think they go to art center expecting that they're going to instantly get a job or they're going to be this badass rock star or whatever but there's plenty of uh, friends and people that I know of that went to Art Center that haven't been able to land a job. But guys that have that mentality like you do, that can come from anywhere in the world with their effort, really man manifest some amazing things, you know, which is awesome. Which is what inspired me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's, yeah. Sorry, I keep cutting in, but yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's the whole point I want, why I enjoy talking about this stuff, because. That's no, good. It's that ten. There's no way around the ten thousand hour bit, is there? You know, there, there isn't. You know, like we're we're kind of no. clunky machines. You know, if you think about it, why it takes us so long to get to where a destination is, kind of. You know, I mean, if you stop and smell the roses, it's pretty amazing what we're doing. If you think about like really how much like how many activities and, and things that have to actually happen in order for a thought to occur that let alone a good thought and then a thought that's accepted and appreciated by others in a sea of other thoughts you know it's, it's pretty you know pretty crazy we'll get into that some more too about like how you stay fresh and and, and your thoughts on current day cinema and all that kind of stuff but sorry you were you were talking about how you you had created your own curriculum because that was the way you're gonna you figured you're gonna get your um your interview or your um your foot into ilm right right sure okay. sure well, at that point, I, you know, I, I, I still was trying to bridge both careers. So I, I did, I decided, well, I'll design a, ro a robot that seems kind of sci-fi, but I, my whole training is in problem solving and real world, um, you know, industrial designer is a real world problem solver. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that turned out to be something. So anyway, my, my thesis was you know, looking at a problem and I, you know, I remember reading about how, you know, Chernobyl, they, they basically sent, you know, a couple hundred thousand people from the Russian military in at a certain amount to clean up Chernobyl or Three Mile Island. I'm sorry, no, Chernobyl, um, basically just to get the least deadly amount of radiation to clean up stuff. Yeah. You just send another person, another person, another person. So I figured, well, okay, may design a, essentially a, a hazmat robot, a robot that could, you know, come in into industrial disasters and, Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that was in try to make it aesthetic. This is all so, you, right? You created the story and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. exactly. Created a situation, created the product, and then, you know, and as far and even went down to like Carnegie Mellon and talked to robotic, you know, robotics, uh, roboticists and, and, you know, try to make it as real world as possible. Like you could awesome. literally build this thing. And, and it was, you know, and, and, and um, you know, it, it was still kind of cool. It was, you know, it was basically like a mech spider. And, but it could, you know, so, theoretically it could you know crawl over you know you know uh stuff like you know the a destructed facility and anyway it was interesting and enough to at least get me the internship and you know, i'll be honest it was my skills were there's it's that when you're at the base at that ten thousand hours yeah your your skills it's like you just have to keep practicing and luckily you know when you find something that you love like i didn't actually um get into even though I was interested in art it wasn't till until I found sketching quickly like sketching ideas quickly and through industrial design through um film design that I discovered that's my 
that's where I feel at most blissful. Mm. Um, and did you find that of, out through this process of the Chernobyl thing, that that whole thing, or was it towards like ILM time? Well, I think to be honest, I don't even figure that out. I think I was like, here's something I I can do. Here's something that I like. It's fun. It's an it's a career. I'm just gonna get you know. I'll just keep doing it, and I enjoy it. And it was until like much later in life, and you know, and and my skills at that point, my skills at my end of my internship at ILM was still like I didn't get to do anything at ILM. I literally just it was like here's an eager kid. He's he's talented. Let's get him in. And I literally like my description of what my internship at ILM was like is that. Um, the the head of the art department asked me to like he had a task for me this describes my my work there he he wa- he wanted his water cooler black so i had to go out and like paint his water cooler black <laughs> <laughs> what a great use of your talent i love yeah, it no. <laughs> I mean, there was, so how how did that go oh yeah i was oh I'm, Were you, was that shit black or what oh yeah i was elated to be painting his water cooler <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's awesome Meanwhile, you're like, damn it. <laughs> but you're, no, but you're, you're probably like really just ready to rock, right? I mean, you were just happy to be in that environment, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this was, this was a, a guaranteed three months under the hood of ILM. That's amazing. And I That's knew through your that, school, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as I entered that place, I was like, three months. This is, I'm out the door in three months, unless they for some reason decided to hire me, but I doubt that. So I, I literally like, uh, I did not myself to be social for the entire internship. <laughs> and, uh, I had, I went, I had a place in, um, you know, I didn't know anyone in San Francisco. I got a, a roommate referral. I got a place. I made a desk out of two milk crate tops and a door or not milk crate tops. Those, uh, forklift pallets and a yeah. door. I slept on an arrow bed and I handcuffed myself to that table every single night working on some thing that I thought, Oh, this is going to get me my job. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so rad. <laughs> do, do, and, are, you, are your parents like really hardworking people as well? Is that where you get your work ethic from? Well, my mom is a little bit like that. <laughs> she wouldn't <laughs> like me to say this, but I think there was a time in like my life where she was kind of like hyper disciplinary, disciplinary. And there'd be times where I would just like, she would punish me by like having to do some cleaning, do some like, crazy cleaning and i remember like just cleaning the fuck out of the house just so she would sh- just like just not have anything else to say <laughs> that's awesome like, like... i had the same thing george yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. so maybe there's a bit of that that seeped in and i guarantee you there definitely is if i went to a therapist there would be something in there <laughs> <laughs> a little nest egg yeah mommy <laughs> but but after after everyone would say goodnight, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna you know finish you know sorting this file, and then I'll you know everyone would leave, and then I would spend like several hours just going through flat files of people's artwork. <laughs> you know, you're just, there, you might as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. You know, so much. If, if you know, the difference between then and now is that there there weren't these podcasts or any even nothing people to teach you technique. I mean, I'm like making notes of what pens were being used to make blah blah blah, or you know, like you know the the just the tools of the trade. All this stuff was so inaccessible. Um, what do you think? Like, of, you think what do you think that now that everything's so saturated and, and and people are so easily accessible? Like that's what thing I I kind of fight myself about even doing these podcasts is like I might be 
causing this in weird rift in the <laughs> this stream of like people actually having to go out there and work their ass off and fall in their face. It's not like they're not like this is gonna help that much, but you know what I mean? Like what you're talking about is, is, is significant. Like not everybody's gonna do that. I did the same thing when I was at Prologue, which is funny that you're saying this because this is <laughs> that was that was me of doing the same exact thing. So like, how <laughs> yeah. the hell do they do that? Let me get that file and figure this out. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true because you're a parent too and i sometimes wonder about like we have the you know you have uh the ability to really shelter your child if you want and you, yeah. but you know that certain hardships are so crucial to like <laughs> like so you know, crucial getting that so you want to i kid my i mean i, I wonder like what kind of you know thing it, there's just no way around it if it's not if it's too, if it comes no matter what in life but if it comes too easy then you're not going to appreciate maybe you're I don't know. That's I only know my experience, but that certainly came some from somewhere. Yeah, well, that's your your work ethic is 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 really significant. Anthony has it as well, and that's why him and I are, are such good friends. And 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 I, I at least like to think that I'm, I'm somewhat hard worker. But like what you're saying is rad, and I just wanted to understand like kind of where this might come from because I'm trying to understand through meeting people that are significant, are strong, are powerful. I'm trying to figure out like okay, where does this come from because. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I will, um, if I'm willing to accept that, you know, you're just born into this world and then you have your book and it's written. Sometimes I, I, I totally agree with that in certain aspects, but sometimes I think a lot of it, it's, it's like nature over nurture, you know, like mm -hmm. if somebody learns it or they're understood it or they, you know, like, oh, I grew up in a military family. My dad was blah, blah, blah. Therefore I had this structure, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's a bit of both obviously it's never one or the other but i just wanted to understand where it was i didn't mean to, to step in on that but i mean that's rad you're you're so you what you're saying is you're staying up late past past it and you strapped yourself to just kind of figuring it out so you're in the thick of it right now what age were you at that time you were like what 21 22 yeah no. I, I you know it's that's my first you know five years out of college and then um yeah definitely early 20s um yeah. but then you know all through my 20s i definitely even while you know i was like woohoo i got a job i got a you know a full-time job at ilm well you skipped the spot so let's see you're you stuck yourself to that table and then you were like fuck it i'm going all out and then you didn't have a social life basically right and then you dedicated yourself to it and learning it all and so after that three month span came up how did that work out like how did you um, yeah, well, this is what I yeah, this is what I did. I said, well, okay, well, I don't have any experience in film design. I have I have a portfolio of products and cars, and they said, you know, they said, George, you're great. You, your your attitude is awesome. Um, we don't have any higher, you know, don't have any openings, but we'll definitely keep you in mind if we do. And but in the meantime, you know, tr you know, try to get some film design. And I was like, well, I don't have anything. <laughs> no one's gonna hire me. So I just I took a sci-fi book. I, you know, this was recommended to me. I didn't make this up. They said, take a, take, you know, what, when you don't have experience, make your own experience. So I yep. took the book Neuromancer. Ah, uh -huh, sweet. I took, yeah, I made, I took some, I said, okay, I'm going to design some major set pieces. I'm going to do some storyboards. And I just made my own hypo, you know, hypothetical film project, little portfolio. And that's what I strapped myself to the table at the end of the night of, like I didn't have a single pencil to paper the whole workday of the internship. It was all just you know getting shit for people and and getting painting, you know painting stuff black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Well, how how interesting is this that you pick that that book and people that don't know that book is you should read it. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Actually, it's really amazing. But it's funny how you ended up working with the Wachowskis because 
you know, Ghost in the Shell and that book it together is like kind of like the Matrix in a lot of ways, you know, which is, which is, is it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, and I'd love to see these too. Send them to me. I want to see. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you still have them. Well, they suck. They really do. They're so stick good. figures and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, well, yeah. You know, there's some cool vehicles, but everything's just a little bit, you know, it's all just, yeah, everything, you know, it's just all very junior. And, um, I was breaking away into all of a sudden I had to design architecture. I never, you know, the, the, I, there was a whole new education I needed to have under my belt. Yeah. And you um, like that though, right? You like the challenge, right? Definitely. It's, it's yeah. Worlds. You're creating whole worlds, you know, it's just like everything within that world. That's what like Sid and all those guys um, are really big on. I think that's what you guys really thrive on is like, well, this world has this and I could have that and then even go further down into like the mythos of that world and stuff, which is rad. But, what? Yeah. I mean, every design, every artist has a niche of what makes them happy. Right? Yeah. yeah. In. And my thing, like I just, I somehow, you know, and, and actually this is a, this is a, a, a thought I had just in my 20 minutes before coming on to line with you, and it relates to what you said about nature versus nurture and who you are. And I and I, uh, I was thinking, you know, you know, every person has that thing that they just love to do. And you know, for some people, you know, even I can imagine if it's like if you're a musician, you could just be blissful in your moment, just playing your guitar by yourself or whatever. But for me, it's you know, I love just being creatively challenged and you know if it's you know if it's cool stuff boyish cool stuff like hardware and robots and spaceships that's fun that's that's really you know i love it but it's also everything from just thinking at things in a creative uh way whether it's architecture or you know environment or hardware that all that sort of stuff and and uh the i feel so i feel like wow it's i feel so like fortunate just to know that yeah like, just to even not, not lost yeah yeah well like yeah that's a it's and and just to have that is something that's just me and to be able to like there'll be times when i'm working and i'm just and you know it'll be um a lot of times when i work it's like i'll, I'll be like very it's, everything starts off very technical as you know trying to just get stuff done and then you know you usually have your ambient music on or usually it's de deadly silent sometimes when it's technical and then when i have to sort of turn off my brain from being so technical i'll usually put on something that's just pulsing drivingly hard <laughs> <laughs> work 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 <laughs> and, and, and then and, and it starts off being this rowboat captain thing we're just like go 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 but what it does to me it turns off my brain from from thinking mm. it's sort of like luke and you know star wars it's like turn off your targeting computer and just let the force be with you <laughs> what but, a nerdy reference <laughs> but, hey i get it though i get it i feel you what, yeah what it does eventually it'll be pounding because i have in my own studio I, like the music just cranks and then eventually i'll i'll find myself in pure silence even though the music's up and i'll just be smiling from ear to ear and i'll just you, when you get in that zone and you know, as we're as artists, we gotta be so happy to just not only know that's what it is, but get to go there as part of your <laughs> profession. Yeah. You know, yeah, that is a gift. Like I feel, especially when you talk to other people, that is such a, a gift to to just to have it. It's a choice, though, right? I mean, you've like I said, like you could have been like, well, I got out of school, and you went kind of half-ass at it, and you didn't put your all into it, and then you're kind of like, well, you know. 
I think I'm gonna get like a part-time job and then I'm gonna like <laughs> make websites and shit. It's like, yeah. no, you were like, I'm gonna go for broke, you know? Like, and if anybody's listening to this, like, if you're if you're in that situation and we we're talking about that, like, seriously, like, get your ass and go do what you gotta do, you know? Like, you can only get to that level what he's talking about, that blissful level, uh, after this that long amount of work, you know? Anthony and I talk a lot about that. It's like you really got to earn your day, you know? Like you ha you're a hard worker as well, obviously, because you're so busy all the time and you got so many films and projects and everything going on. But you really work hard for it. Am I wrong? I mean, that's it. Well, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't actually realize that. I don't I didn't actually feel that blissful level until like, you know, way far into the career because yeah. you're right. You're right. It's it's all just very like I gotta uh, do this. It's got to get it done. I got to I got to make sure it's the best it can be and I then I got to do other thing. And that's true. I never and I didn't even realize this until later too. When you're the aspect of this uh, motivation or where it comes from, you know, I'm actually um, I'm adopted from India. So I I came to the states and when I was three years old to a family, a Caucasian family in Ohio, and I it wasn't until far in my career did I save enough money to actually go back to India and actually do a lot of traveling around the world. And yeah, how was that? Uh, well, it was amazing. Yeah, uh, here know, it's beautiful. It's, there, it's like it's crazy stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's so inspiring. So, I mean, it was just a head trip on multiple levels. Um, you know, I went and visited the orphanage I was from. I had like, I you know, I went and um, I'd sponsored a couple girls for like just through like a charity that I went and visited. That's awesome, dude. Uh, and uh, yeah, and like some things you hear, like you know, the, the next combination, like I. I sponsored a couple of girls from the age of like five through 15, like kind of throughout my twenties. Um, and, uh, you know, I went and visited them and took them out to lunch and their sponsors kind of said, well, you know, realize that this is the first time they've ever been to a restaurant and probably the last time they'll ever be at a restaurant. Oh man. And that's oh. just, and that's just how life is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, not good or bad. It's just what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, you know that in common like that stuck with me and, and obviously the when you see in your with your eyes what your my life could have been mm. you know say i wasn't a doctor say i was you know just my or say i never got whatever i i could have my life could have been there in some capacity where i wouldn't have been able to be find those blissful moments in my inner core yeah you know, who i like like some, it's such a weird thing to have that weird nerdy passion. It's true though. <laughs> it's 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 unspeakable. It's a weird thing, right? Yeah. Imagine being like some place, and not that I, I feel like, oh, I escaped having to live in India because there's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm not getting that. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I knew I would have worked hard and had a happy life somewhere, but I doubt that I would have been able to find, like, somewhere in me is like loving drawing this stuff and loving you know you know designing hardware and shit like this you know and environments yeah. and i probably you know uh that also is the source of where i find my relationship to art and just feeling you know grateful and loving it in that kind of way and paying like respect to it right i mean i, be I bet when you came back from that trip and hearing things like that and seeing uh experiencing that i mean that probably really gave you a kick in the ass i'm sure right i mean every, i mean that's got to be an eye-opening thing right 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My mom. My, my mom used to take me down. She's a bit of a vagabond. She'd she'd take me traveling all over the place all the time. And I, I always remember she'd take me down to Mexico a lot, and we'd go down like to southern Mexico and through Mexico, and we'd take the train and stuff. We were, we'd just rough it through um, everything. And anyways, uh, I was just a young kid, and um, we had grown up in Hawaii, so we would we'd go out. We weren't rich by any means. This is my mom and I, single mother, and but she loved traveling. But I remember being on the street one time, and man, I'll never forget it. I just saw this woman just laying there, like dying but she was she had like no arms and no legs like ba oh. no and it begging you know oh. and i'm a, like a 10 year old kid and and oh. uh it, it's it scarred me but at the same time it, it reminded me that, like sh life is really rough you know it's really hard and uh it, it's a blessing to even have a second of it and if you're able to like really enjoy those moments you know those blissful moments and yeah it's it's i don't know if you have the same struggle i often get caught up in it and i think anthony as well is like it's it's so easy to get caught in the drama of what we do that we get we lose sight of actually how beautiful it is that we are able to do what we do you know where you get hypercritical and you kind of in this little weird bubble yeah and, yeah. and w once that bursts it's really good to see like how big the world is and then i think uh through that you have to understand like what you're actually doing and what you're putting into the world whether it's good or bad you know and and contributing at some sense you know like because at the end of the day like we're not saving lives you know uh, and, yeah and, and if anything hopefully if we're good enough we're we're somewhat inspiring you know somebody to yeah. maybe feel good about themselves or to think or use their imagination and that's really where it's about right i think i think it's telling stories you know because that's our that's our nature i think as humans is to tell stories you know but yeah, I mean, these are like really, that's really heavy stuff. And that's, that's awesome. It's really good to hear that because I think that also gives you your whole angle on art. You know, I think it gives you, you're not just like a clone. You know what I mean? Like you don't just clone yourself on other people. I think you're putting yourself in what you love and, and you can really tell. I think you personally being at the level that you are, I'm sure you can see that in others work. You can see like, oh, this guy really loves what he's doing because I can tell he put that extra like, 40 hours into it and, and he could see even if he didn't put the 40 hours but i mean that's what i can see that in a lot of people i imagine you can probably see that in, in others as well from your perspective you know absolutely yeah I mean, and that's what i respond to it sorry george I, i'm just i'm just bouncing in all of a sudden uh, no hey, where it's, you it's, been it's that, <laughs> i know i've just been sitting and listening but what I what I hear is is you know across the board whenever you're talking to someone Ash is is these two things about being successful you know in art is 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 one tons of hard work and two knowing you're blessed to be able to do what you're doing you know yeah and 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 it's really you know to hear that over and over you know it seems like it's it's part of the puzzle of of being able to do this and having longevity is is knowing that you know. You're blessed to even be able to do this for your life. Yeah. You know? Well, there is a conundrum, and I had it too. And I remember when I was on my internship, I asked, I asked, what's better to, because especially in in creative fields, especially in film design, it's there are so many avenues to be good at, and it's very hard to be good at everything. And I remember asking, um, you know, uh, uh, I was. I was asking one of the art directors there, you know, what should I do? Should I try to be great at everything, or should I uh, focus and and on just on one thing? And jack of all trades or a master of none. <laughs> exactly, and yeah. that's and that. And unfortunately, the answer is, <laughs> well, it, it's a very tough 
conundrum because the more you're more versatile you are um the more hireable you are and um but it you know like for example there's guys like you know giger and people who are exceptionally they're so unique but they don't they don't get hired on they only get you know they can only work on a few movies yeah and, just uh, really one movie you know yeah <laughs> which is which you know like he's really smart and he's you know created an empire of business and books and stuff off which is great i'm not trying to talk shit on him i think it's wonderful like what he's managed to do and find his own bliss and be like this is my voice and and what a what a perfect storm that was you know like perfect yeah. storm absolutely perfect storm like yeah yeah and and, and frankly you know to have to be that you know that it's basically to be that unique is amazing as an artist you know being unique is, is where it's at um and uh but you can't be great at everything and it's kind of like the answer really is you're going to be the the best at what you love because you're gonna put those extra hours in it because you love it so you obviously you have to go there first and then be versatile so that's the answer is like you know you 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 know, make sure you do it. You, you know, you know what your if your thing is creature design or character or hardware or graphics or whatever it is, you've got to go there and be the most, you know, the most you can bring to that. Um, but then, if you obviously, and then, you know, try to be you know versatile just so that you can be employable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hard, right? And I think you probably experience this through like your many stages of like your career and your fame and stuff but like at the end of it it's not about money it is it's great i mean once you're once you have a family it is obviously because you have to, you have to perform it and, and provide it obviously but like um you know at the end of it i think you would subscribe both of you guys would subscribe to like if you're out there and there's not a job for you like go make that a job you know like follow that if you really feel that that's your voice and your your calling you know like just do that you know like that's the key you know and that's people will respect that i think a lot of times most people the general public usually uh is especially in america very slow to like adjust to change mm -hmm. you know and and i think that um if you're out there and you, and you have you're not like that's one thing i kind of worry about i've had a, i've had some people ask me like oh you know i just uh, I, what do you think about this, this, and that? I want to just do like creature design, or I just want to do landscapes and stuff. I'm like, well, that's cool, that's cool, you know, that's good. But like you're saying, like it's important to be more versed. And I'm backtracking on what I'm saying here, but I think it's important for anybody just to follow their bliss, basically. You know, yeah. I think that's the exactly. key. You know, like if, and I think you know, like with Anthony, he's really big on like sci-fi, and he loves telling stories and stuff. You know, and and he's and no, I don't. <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> no but me, you know like um and he also makes music and like he's got all cool. these other things you know and 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 george like obviously like there's something within you that you love art and, and your path has led you to to where you're at and and like i said I've, I've said it before and i'll say it again like you can really tell that you really enjoy what you're doing you know and all the all the years of work and building it up it's like it's like that whole thing that picasso you remember that story for picasso like He's like at like a, a, a like an outing and, and some lady's like, hey, can you draw me like uh, draw me something? On, and then he grabs a napkin, draws something and just like it'll be like one million dollars or something like that. And like how much it only took you 30 seconds to draw this. How come so much? And he's like, it actually took me 30 years to be able to draw that, you know, mm -hmm. which sure. is interesting, you know, because it really is. It's a culmination. Right. If you yeah. st if you started like 
if you just the first time you touch pen, paper to pencil and stuff and and you know there's some guys there's some weird savants out there now the internet's revealing them there's that dude in korea it's just like yeah. out of control like yeah get out of here <laughs> yeah he's amazing you're making us all look like shits i know <laughs> <laughs> that's like i mean there's got to be something going on chemically with that that's just just that's just ridiculous but not not everybody you know like can have that you know and and I think what really separates the boys from the men, I suppose, you know, is this, it's at that 10th hour, you know, um, it, and I think that you have it. And I, and I think, the, you know, at the end of the day, my brother would always say, like, no matter what you do, like, do it with all your everything that you can, because the world will react to that. You know, like there's some kind of unforeseen, like understanding between humans that when we see something that's special and finite and, and, and significant that we automatically give worth to it. Mm -hmm. so you imagine like the first human that encountered gold you know like whoa it's like the sun but it's here in my hand and like how oh, crazy is this you know like then imagine like there were rembrandt paintings people seeing that and you know it's the significance of those things you know you're you're big on paintings and stuff as well right like you're big on you do a lot of um like i don't want to say it sounds weird but analog i guess non-digital well i i i you try to I try to as much as I can. I, I actually feel like I have a whole second career um, that's waiting for me. And, you know, like, yeah, every time I try to take some time off to do it, you know, the phone rings and then there's something like, you know, I every, like, like you know, whether it was Elysium or Jupiter or something, and I'm like, how can I turn down getting paid to do this work, which I love so much? Yeah. Like, I should just, you know, it's like I can... I can take that time for myself when I'm older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is actually really frustrating because um, uh, I, I constantly am. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually at a precipice right now, where well, I'm actually you know I'm still I'm you know I've, I've just finished two years of almost two years of design on this you know huge sci-fi epic called Jupiter Ascending with the Wachowskis, and that's been a you know completely dream come true because it's been reinventing sort of the star wars genre the space opera and and it's just just been golden for me and i'm still kind of doing some visual effects into that stuff too but i have a little bit of slower time and uh, i have some other projects some couple of directors that i'm you know elated to uh, to start working with uh, some things in the queue and i'm always at this place where i'm like well god wouldn't it be great to just take some time off and just do some, you know, personal, when I come, when it comes to doing personal work, uh, I want to do, I, you know, I've got, I do stuff that's more analog, like you say, mixed media and, you know, oil and acrylic and things that I do for my house, <laughs> my friends for gifts for directors and, and stuff I want to do. Um, but I just love the film work so much too. If it's, if it's creatively fulfilling, I'm kind of like, I just wish we had clones, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs> That's all we ever talk about. Yeah, it's like we need fucking clones like stat, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to please everybody, right? And like like I have I have I mean I don't know I have the same thing, but I have similar requests where I'm like, okay, I need to take time off, right? And then then I get this email or I have a project or I have something in mind or Anthony and I are developing something. It's so hard to it's so hard to resist that temptation, right? But if you blink at the speed that we go, like five years goes by and you're like, shit, what the hell just happened? You know, like yeah. my, ba my back hurts and like, you know, five years <laughs> pass by. Now I have like a pudgy belly. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, I think we shit. Gotta, 
I know, yeah. and then, yeah, we got to be more, maybe it's, uh, but other guys, you know, it's like, you know, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way to, to be honest, you know, yeah. like, uh, we're, you know, like it's like a worker ant mentality, I guess, you know, like it's good to just put the needle or the nose to the grindstone and just make it happen, you know, like, yeah. And, and I enjoy that. There's a, like you said, I live for those moments. I don't know if you have those blissful moments. I think the, all of us in the call do, but I like, and usually I have them like the fifth hour within to something that I've been really pushing hard for. And then it just hits and I'm like, oh yeah, that's it right there. And it lasts like five minutes. I'm like, oh, this, this sucks. <laughs> I, yeah. hate, I hate this shit. <laughs> Do you have that too? Do you, after you look at like your a pro, a piece or um, a thing, something that you've created and then the next day you're like, ah, oh, what the hell? Like you, you, you mentioned in your uh, interview how you have like, kind of an inspirational wall where you kind of compare your work to people that are greater or people that you admire that you think are greater and stuff like that. Do you still do that? Well, that, you know, that literally used to be a, 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 a bulletin board when I was in my twenties. And now I, you know, we all keep just reference folders of stuff you, you know, so it's not, it, it's not quite the same. Mm. Um, it's but more, you, just, you don't need it anymore, I suppose. Or, well, I actually think I do. I, I, um, you know, it's, uh, and each sort of step in, I try to change change something because it is very easy to become sort of uh, sedentary in your creative mind, you know, like in yeah. your processes. Like your go-to, yeah. Yeah, your go-to things. And um, I've been, you know, you know, as, as I've drawn my first, you know, my first, I guess, 10 years of my life, I was just drawing, everything was drawing based. And then there's only so many, just the, the tactile or the mechanics of drawing I found I found I wasn't able to once I started exploring in 3D gave me a there's a there's, 3D has a like pluses and minuses because you can you know I'm doing a lot in SketchUp 3D because it's it's so fast for me yeah Google and SketchUp I, yeah and yeah and I've been able to just use it's you know it's all about being quick and not letting you get trapped in a direction because it's you spent time on it the black hole of 3d <laughs> that's so, anthony's world yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry go ahead well yeah i know exactly just keep keep trying to change your in my tools and how i and that now i've done you know i'm basically you know got to keep um mixing it up so you we all know that just so you keep fresh but Have one you, thing i would i did say about the uh, I had a thought about the process and that I used to think like early in my career, I used to think it was all about the, you know, being on the biggest film, you know, the most successful film is going to be what determines my like creative self-worth or whether it's going to be, you know, awesome or not. And, and as I got older, I kind of saw, you know, these, it's just movies, right? And they just come and go. Yeah. And the projects come and go. So fast nowadays, too. It's like two weeks, yeah. it's done. Like, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Even the biggest ones are gone by the end of the, you know, so quickly. And and in between that, you're spending thousands of hours thousands. You know, at, at, a, at a desk with people. And ultimately, the most important thing for me is, well, is I guess who you who you're collaborating with yeah um is number one and and number two is just lifestyle um like and what i mean by lifestyle is you know i would see that even on the biggest movies 
So I started off in San Francisco, right? Because I went from school to ILM. San Francisco, ILM. Yeah. And I worked there. I did art direction. I, I spent like about you know seven years there as an art director. You you worked your way up from the intern to like the main dude. Yeah, pretty quickly. I mean, I, I was a storyboard artist. I started off as like a storyboard artist as like an entry level. Was the first project was like some kind of like no name sci-fi or something like that? I can't remember. Well, was it, it was Forrest Gump? No, he's... Forrest Gump, yeah. <laughs> it was Forrest that's Gump. awesome. That's actually really cool though, you know. Yes, I mean, that's that tells you how old school I am. I mean, it was... Old school. <laughs> it was like drawing, you know, I would, I would put a piece of paper, you know, copy paper over this machine that projected like a background plate of like um you know you know i don't know like say the jungle and i would and, I, and then i would trace all that and, and then i would draw in you know tom hanks and you know napalm in the background or something that's <laughs> awesome know, though as a way to storyboard but but um but then pretty quickly like within that first year they they, they had a need for an art director so i spent about seven you know, maybe six years just doing visual effects art direction which is you know, sitting in dailies and reviewing shots and <laughs> visual effects or the running effects teams too, right? Like, yeah. How, I mean, how many people have you like been kind of in control of over like, you know, a project? You're one of some of the biggest ones. Well, to be honest, what the job is is really just being an artistic sounding for an artistic voice in yep. a sea of of. I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if this is going to cost this much. Yeah, that 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 those kind of meetings, right? Well, it's almost like well. You know, okay, these visual effects shots don't look right. What's wrong with it? And you have your your compositor supervisor and your CG supervisor, and everyone's sort of saying something. And you, the, the art director's job is to come at it from a non-technical perspective. Yeah. And be like, well, I think you know the atmospheric, the gradation, the atmospheres. You know, th come up with you know, be talking in a in an analog way. Yeah, more artistic. To, yeah. Yeah, and then you know, communicate. You know, delegating about information with modelers, positors, and and you know, those years were awesome for me. They were um, got into the nitty gritty of it all. Um, and then afterwards, after my chunk of time there, I was like, "Well, wait a minute, I, I, um, this is you know, it's really cool for the the credit stuff, but my artistic skills, I haven't really been. I'm not a what I set out to be. Like my, I set it out to be." designing original creative set designs and visual aesthetics for movies you know coming up with the 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 look and the tonality and the mood and the shapes of movies and i need to be in pre-production so i you know i i had quit i quit ilm i another big move yeah imagine because you could have probably just been a, a lifer there probably right I could, yeah, exactly, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was, at, you know, still I'm in my 20s, so I, I'm still on that, like, you know, hey, I got no commitments, I can, let me just, um, yeah, exactly, like, yeah, figure this out. Uh, I, sp I suppose it was, um, definitely, because being a being a freelancer is actually a big step for a lot of people, and I, I do help people through that. Huge, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. And, and frankly, the only way I'm able to survive living in San Francisco in an industry based in Los Angeles is because after ILM, I went, I, you know, I went and worked with people in LA, you know, I would 
either the production would put me up and I would go down and work, or I moved to Santa Monica during the Matrix 2 and 3 and in Venice. I lived in Venice. and You reached out to the Wachowskis, right? When you put like a little package together for them and then they were, they were keen on working with you? Yeah, I mean, exact same thing from the beginning of ILM happened at the end of ILM in that I... I thought I worked hard through all my college just to get the internship and I get through ILM and they're like, and they're like, yeah, it looks, looks good. You know, you know, and, and even when I went through all of ILM and then I put my stuff together for, for, for matrix, it was like, I really was at the starting of another career because I had been, you know, t talking in meetings, like all this visual effects art direction time. I'm not drawing, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm delegating and, and discussing and talking about how things should look. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so they're like, well, yeah, you're kind of, you know, it looks interesting, you know, hey, you know, here, yeah, we like to hire you, but they weren't like elated to be working with me. Yeah. You know, I was had to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely had to earn it. So then it was another, like, you know, handcuff myself to a drawing table. And, but then it was like drawing hovercrafts, which is what I love to do. So it was, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily hard, but I definitely, you know, put the time in to, to bite into it. Yeah. Put the work in to make it happen. So, yeah. So, so you're down here, you were down in Santa Monica then and working with the Chowskis on like their second and third matrix editions. And you're, and were you a fan of like their first film and what did you think of all that? Oh yeah. I mean, I was, you know, obviously I thought I was a huge fan of the first thing. I mean, I just, how could I, you not be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just aesthetically, you know, being more of a aliens, alien lover than yeah. say more fantasy films. I love dark sci-fi, darker, you know, tonality, and um, and being able to, you know, task to be designing all this stuff in the Matrix universe was, you know, totally a dream come true for me. Um, you know, granted the the films weren't as successful as the first film. First film was definitely the best, but when it comes to lifestyle, like what I was uh, what I was trying to get back to is. You know, after the, you know, that was amazing experience, you know, working a lot in, you know, in the best parts of LA and, um, but after that I would, you know, I, you know, I'd come down, I'd, I did some stuff for, for a production designer. I like really well, like Nigel Phelps. I did some stuff for him on Transformers and I would just sort of see, you know, just the lifestyle of being there for me after coming from San Francisco, it was like driving all over the city to just like, just, <laughs> to, just like you couldn't really wor live near your work. You're, you're either yeah, working for yeah. this studio and then to that studio. And, and, uh, and even on these huge shows, you'd just be like, like Transformers 2. I'd like, I was doing some concepts for, and I, I just went down there to, to, you know, to actually just go out to dinner with the production designer. But I, I'd see the whole department would sit stuck in this trailer on the side of nowhere. And this like, <laughs> it's just, and this is like obviously a hugely successful film. And this is something I feel like is important for people to know is that ultimately I feel like lifestyle is really important too. I mean, after you do, after I did a couple of shows, I realized it wasn't quite, it, it's, who cares really about the movies are movies, you know, they come and go. It's not so great, not so important to me as if it's a popular one as much as yeah. just like who I'm working with, how I get to live, you know, you know, I, I decided, well, you know, if being a production designer means I have to like live here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and do this, I'd rather 
just I get so much more creative fulfillment out of just doing the juicy creative pre-production stuff yeah from my home studio and just move on to the next film so and you work from home a lot now too and you're up in san francisco or up in la oh i'm in, i'm in, i mean i bought a house in berkeley i you know converted my garage to a nice studio and i just i just you know i after my kid goes to school i kind of shuffle out and my <laughs> try to get dressed in actual clothes. nah robe it robe yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> and uh put on real shoes and then at the end of the day you know my you know my no commute just my you know, my get to spend time with my family friends and just avoid as much as possible that whole shuffle yeah do you how do you feel about the isolation thing that's kind of why i started the podcast because i was like oh i miss people <laughs> like i miss talking with other creatives you know well do let you, me just do you have that as well or do you you kind of like to, your space and quiet well yeah it goes both ways because after you know starting off because i start off my career and i know people have the opposite thing they start off solo and then they crave the interaction i did the op i did the reverse where i yeah. i started off fully interactive and i always like one of the storyboard artists that i work with a lot of on the wachowski films is a guy named steve scross and he you know he does comics i'm like what how could you do that how could you just be by yourself all day and then i realized you know after after a while i actually don't really like a lot of the people like, I mean, <laughs> that's awesome you know what i mean like the people around your desk at ilm i mean they're like some are nice some are cool but not many i i end up like you know i mean I, here's the thing it's like i try to like if you can distill the best parts of your day down you know yeah, it's yeah. like you want to distill it to your favorite friends your favorite artistic collaborators your fate your family the least amount of commute and the most time doing the most creative aspect of the job you want there you go yeah and i feel like you know as we get older like time is so valuable and like i can just cut all that stuff out that means more time with my favorite friends and more time with my family and more time just you know just doing the fun stuff <laughs> yeah that's the goal right and you you set yourself up to have that position and choice but like really i seriously think it all comes down to it i mean i was having a conversation about james cameron the other day with some friends and i was like i was really trying to get to the raw core of like what that dude's presence means to me at least you know he's a guy that gets up every day i don't know him and i'm just guessing i mean you can say the same thing about like stanley kubrick and all these other guys but you know these guys get up every day and they have the responsibility and they're willing to take the risk to lead teams and, and people and, and effort and all these money and budget and it's so funny how we nerd out about like how significant this is when it's just a movie you know like people are leading people into battle and shit like that it's way more <laughs> significant obviously but but you know what i mean it's it, it's that choice you know you're literally making that choice you get up and you say well today i'm going to do this this and that i'm not going to put up with this this and that and i'm going to do this and that and this is my choice you know like i can eat, i can sit back and like listen to joe schmo tell me what to do or i'm going to go do it myself and make it happen and then i'm going to spend time with my family and people i love and you know you're going to have a better life basically i think you know and i think that's you really i mean that's you're making these choices you know like that's a choice that you've decided to make you know and nobody else would make that other than yourself you know like that's really um your own and then with that comes great responsibility you know like creating a workflow and then all obviously uh, motivating yourself and self-motivating and stuff you've been really open and cool and every time i send you a link you're really like um, receptive to it too which is really cool um, i try to send you the cool stuff that i can find that might inspire you 
other artists and stuff and you've always been like oh that's really cool like i really need to learn like how to use those brushes and stuff like that and that that's why i always was that's why i was saying like i i don't think you're you, you play the old guy role at all and i don't think you can because it's not it doesn't seem like it's within you you know like you seem to be very much in love with what you do continuously you know which is great which is the key right yeah i mean that's i actually um that's why i'm so responsive because it's uh i i'm i need to i have been using my same bag of tricks and um you always have to i think you can if you're using your same bag of trips tricks after you know you have to switch it up every you know two or three years yeah um and you have to you know just to um and which makes it exciting it's not actually you know it's hard it's not that it's difficult it's just um when you you have to be in between jobs to make that transition <laughs> yeah the timing yeah. you know, it's time right because you're you, yeah. you know people don't understand this he's he, you're working on multiple films and multiple projects and there's no time in between that between your you know time with your wife and your daughter and your friends and stuff like that there's no time to really like make it all work so that you can go dive into things like zbrush and learning moto and learning 3d and things to like further your process along i think you'd be really you'd probably enjoy zbrush if you spent have you spent time much in it i i haven't but I've, I've had several people tell me like the way i use sketchup to um to just bash out uh like creative shapes and bash out everything and uh that they said i'd be I'd be great in zbrush so i yeah obviously yeah there's tons of stuff to to learn and i'm i'm psyched to do it and i'm um uh and that's why when you send me links it, you know definitely it is when you're my my career actually has been bounced around between being um like i'll work from home on a production and then um I'll go on, I do go on location, like say on Jupiter, I went, the Wachowskis have a production office in Chicago and I spent the summer and a little bit of the winter out there and then they're filming in London. So just January through February of this year, I just went out to London for three months and um, during the production of that and worked out with them. And, you know, so I, I actually, it's it's been perfect for me where I, I get the, the balance of working with an art department and then going solo and then, you know, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and uh but you're right if you're always solo it's way too easy to uh yeah there's nothing to you know there's no way to duplicate just other personalities throwing stuff at each other <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a time of rest i think i brought this up in a past uh podcast but there's a you know the designer segmeister i think is his name that's how you say it no well he's got this whole thing about like what's his name yeah okay stefan yeah that's it you should check him out but he's got this whole thing he's a designer and, and uh he's really um famous and um within the industry of that that facet but uh he has this whole thing and anthony i don't know if you know this but i think you do so tell me if i'm wrong but i think he every five years he takes a year off mm. to, to recreate himself as an artist and then he comes back just as strong yeah. He retires later, but at the same time, like he's not becoming a, a broken record, I guess, you yeah. know, which is so key. Right. And it's so dangerous. Like, what if George, what if you were like, you woke up and you're like, okay, I got to change this up. So like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to use these tools. And, and then you're like, well, shit, it's like, I got to start over from like almost the intern stage, you know? Yeah. And you're like, well, now I have bills and I have a family and I have all these obligations. And like, how am I going to do that? You know, like. 
that's a, I mean, that's, it just goes to show you and anybody listening that no matter how good you are, how strong, how long you've been working this stuff, like if you're, if you're really uh, a real true artist, like it never stops. It, it stops the day you die, you know, yeah. like, which is unfortunate. It's just a total curse, right? It's like this fucking shitty thing that we're born with. It's a blessing and a curse, you know, because yeah. it's never, it never, but it never goes away. It's relentless, you know, like, and it's within our own desires, right? Like that leads us to these like expectations where through these interesting, like, you know situations you know but i think that whole idea of, of reinventing yourself and taking time off is is really key um there like danny uh yant who is on the podcast too has some really great things to say and, and a lot about uh, your 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 time of harvest you know there's a there's a time in your creative process where it's time of harvest you know <laughs> but then there's also got to be a time of rest you know in order to let the things grow you know and 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 you coming to the end of yourself and, and trying to discover who you really are, you know, and, and, uh, and making a living off what we do is a very interesting thing, you know, like we're just art prostitutes for the most part, you know, like really, if you think about what we, we're just like these tools that people use, you know, and that's like the worst way of seeing it, but that's the realistic business side of it, you know. Um, I'm sure you've experienced that in a lot of things, but at the same time, you still seem to, when I look at your art, you still seem to capture your personality and your love and your interest in things, you know, which makes it awesome, I think, in personal, you know, just like observing it, you know? Yeah, I guess there's, you could easily, I think that, you know, like, say for example, I was, <laughs> oh boy, like I, I you know, I, at one, one point I was, I was about to, you know, uh, I don't know if I should say. <laughs> like I, I took the job on Spider-Man literally because the World Cup was on, and I wanted to watch every game, and I knew it'd be an easy job. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, you're being honest, so it's like, dude, there's plenty of jobs, and I can, if you want me to confess, I will too. I mean, shit, I do that all the time, dude. Yeah, you know, it's commercial it's like, work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's commercial work, and I, but then then there's that's that's an example though. At the other side of the thing too is that. You know, if you can, if you can figure out, well, you know, I can, you know, we all, I don't know. I feel like there's color palettes that I like to use and things. You put your personality into it, but you're right. It is, it is commercial. It is commercial for sure. And, um, I definitely, that is something I need to, when I self critique, I need to be better at, um, knowing that importance of taking that time off. Like, uh, what you just said it, I know there are aspects of my creative side that just never gets time to, to um, grow because, you know, the commercial tools demand a certain limitation. They demand a certain speed and they demand a certain, you know, mechanics. And uh, um, I definitely, I definitely am in the process of trying to figure that out too. You know, it obviously gets harder when you've got, you know, family and stuff to do, but obligations. Uh, yeah. You're pulled in many different directions and stuff. It makes it really hard to try and find that, so that inner, inner self to give you time. You know, like I said, it's a really dangerous thing. If you were like, it's, it's dangerous at a risk level. Right. But you seem to be a bit of a risk taker and a bit of like a, you manifest your own destiny. But like, if you were to say like, okay, that's it. No more mechs, no more this, no more that I'm going to try and do this, you know, like, uh, it would be really hard. You, you'd be basically taking all your, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's the same thing for me. If I were to say like, I'm not designing anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm closing that chapter. Uh, with that, it's scary, but man, it's, it's, 
it's interesting what that brings you know like you yeah. know you, ne- you never know that's what's crazy too right you know like that's what's always interesting with what you do and, and what anthony does and myself it's like you're you're like an email away from a different opportunity really you know and i often find that when you close a door in this career like a window opens and you can jump out of it and find you know go into another bedroom or whatever like you find different facets you know what's interesting about a lot of this too is like oftentimes when you do close doors you allow time for other things to flourish and then you have other opportunities you know and you know the only thing we're really fighting is time right you know because that's the only thing that really controls us at the end of the day that's what's really owning us you know is the time and, and if you can really make the choices that you have within the day and the little bit of time that you do have like you said uh, respecting that it's it's great it's great to hear that too from you like how much you respect your own time because I think that's very key you know obviously with success I think really successful people understand the value of time and understand like how important it is you know yeah well I remember you know even people who you know I've never got a chance to work with Willie Scott and I knew someone who did and he said well I said how did that go and he's like well at the end of the day I was just at this desk in this corner and you know it was uh you know, I got to talk to him a little bit, but, uh, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I guess every director relationship, like when I work with the Chowskis, they're very collaborative and very, just very, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Really close to them. Yeah. 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 And, and they're just very respectful. And I, you know, they've even like, you know, uh, have said, you know, they feel like filmmaking is the last creative art form, you know, really, or not, not the last collaborative art form for Sorry about that. But, um, you know, they really respect the collaborative relationship. Uh, in the filmmaking process and yeah. I and, and I find myself just working at a, like such a different frequency when it is collaborative in that way like as opposed to something that's more about you know like a I haven't worked with Cameron but I imagine I've heard from people who have that it's very much like about you know you better fucking do this right or else you're getting your ass chewed out yeah well how could you not though right I mean those are my favorite times especially at, like a prologue when everybody's just riffing off one another and everything's just like you're just jamming along that's why I think Anthony and I have agreed, like, we just really into collaborating because we just kind of sharpen one another's knife, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and it makes it so cool, like, and I love that, you know, and it's important to have, obviously, to allow those people within your world, you know, and to be very selective, right, because you don't have a lot of time, but if you find the right people to collaborate with, I mean, dude, that's the best time, really, you know, like, it goes to show you that we're, we're not as powerful as we think we are alone. We're very, we're much stronger once we unite and connect with other people, you know? Yeah. We're very much like, we're, you know, like if you really think about it, we're completely social creatures. We would never be able to survive or even, even do anything on our own. Really. It's, it's through, um, collaborations is really where you get the best things. Who, who are some of your favorite collaborators? You're actually, you've, you've worked quite a bit with one of my favorite artists, Jeff Darrow. It's just like, man, I just, uh, huge fan of his stuff and, and he he actually worked with mobius and mobius is uh, anthony and i love mobius as well and oh yeah i mean this is just, it's so cool because like yeah I'm just i'm super nerd guy about this stuff <laughs> yeah i but, can see it in your work i mean that and i mean that in a good way like he's that's awesome uh, it's, thanks uh, dude well yeah you are so skillful and um and uh, that you know jeff really hit it's funny because when i met him i thought man what's What's her, you know, I wonder what he's going to be like. I wonder, you know, and he's so, he's so like mild mannered and just like a pretty much a sweet guy. Like, uh, you know, he seems like he could be like your, you know, your sweet uncle Jeffrey. Yeah, exactly. If we ever meet him, then we have to call him that sweet uncle. Jeffrey. Uh, hopefully he'll be at Comic-Con. I'm like, uncle Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because no, his, his artwork can be so, you know, violent and just bizarre. And, and, I, and I remember saying, like, you know, dude, what drugs do you take, you know, when you're doing this stuff? And he's like, <laughs> Metamucil? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> what a badass. Yeah. He he's definitely has something in his in his creative mind as well. Yeah, it's 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 so interesting too. Like, um, yeah, I, that, I mean, thank you for your kind words. But that, that's like it's weird for me. I stopped drawing for a long time, and then I went back to drawing. And when I did, it was weird because it remind like the way I draw now reminds me of how I would draw as a kid. I don't know if you guys did the same thing, but as a kid, I would draw like these big cities and like elaborate scenes with like you know people taking out the trash. And all that. But it would like it would be like oh, fourteen yeah. papers connected, right? Cool. People must have looked at me weird as a kid, obviously. But that, that was what I, I would do. Instead of that, what's that? I had rolls of paper. There you go. Instead of like taping them together. <laughs> well, I didn't have the roll, so I was just I had like copy paper. <laughs> but uh, but like going back to that is is um. I felt I feel really great to be like almost reborn within my own self again going back to that kid and then all those details and like oh this is cool now I understand like how form works and or at least I try to and and so going back to that and it's, it's so rad and then, and then uh, rediscovering Mobius and then Jeff's work I'm like oh this is it you know and I'm a huge Otomo fan you know and his line work and all that stuff and it's just like some artists they just speak to you you know in, yeah. internally they like it's sometimes I relate it to, and I, you might have the same thing when you look at artist work. You, you, it's almost like you're looking at yourself in the future, mm -hmm. or you're looking at you're looking at a part of yourself that you you don't know but you relate to. You know, like you're like, wow, like the way he does that. It's I think a lot of people like relate like the way they feel about emotions in film to like Malick's films and stuff like that. There's something about his tonality and the way that he tells story. It, they, they relate to it emotionally, you know, but the same thing with like a Rembrandt or something, you know, like these are famous guys, obviously, but I mean, that's, I mean, going back to Jeff, that's so fucking cool, man. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and I would see, like, I would watch, that was really funny too. And I would watch like the, uh, the behind the scenes of the matrix and you had like those nipple tassels and you were like, <laughs> what are you playing the drums or whatever? In the oh back no, set? you saw that? Yeah. And I was like, dude, uh, Jeff, uh, our George, what's going on here, dude? <laughs> I think, oh my... <laughs> dude, oh my God, I can't believe you saw that. That's Well, dude, that's... it's on the DVD, man. You're all sitting there with like, you... I don't, did you have like, you have like tassels on your nipples or something? <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. Like, all right. So, all right. I got to tell you the story, dude. So break it so down. I'm... I'm like, I'm working on, I'm, you know, the directors were like trying to do me a favor or not really trying to do me a favor. They're like, Hey, you want to be, you know, one of these guys and, you know, just a, an extra on the film. So uh, I'm like, okay, all right, I'll be, you know, one of the Zionites, you know, Zion is all film minorities, right? They're like, Hey, you know, perfect. <laughs> well, so, he's got color on his skin. Let's put yeah, him in there. <laughs> so I go, I go to the costume shop to get my fitting and, um, you know, they, they, they pull out like this, basically the, the costume I was given was a thong. And like a, a a sarong, which is like a clear like skirt, like a transparent skirt, and some flip flops, and and it was ridiculous. It looked ridiculous on me, and I had to fight just to get a pair of pants, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, in Zion, there's no pants, dude. Yeah, I know. people eat people eat their pants. I know. And then, <laughs> And then you, well, everyone has these plugs on their like arms, chest, and back, you know, because the oh, that's what it was, yeah, plug. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, but you know, been freed from like the pods <laughs> that Neo looked up. So the the documentary guy walks around like I I done a, a scene and uh, I'm just sitting there trying to get some work done with my sketchbook and the documentary guy who I know um, comes around with a camera and 
you know, I'm just playing around with him, and I start like rubbing my plugs, like like I'm rubbing my nipples, you know, erotic. (laughs) So good. They're like, this is gold. (laughs) Like, oh yeah. And I, you know, I I did not think he was gonna put that on the freaking DVD. That was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking gold, Anthony. Have you seen it? I will now. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yes, I'm. I'm sitting there watching it. You know what? While I'm while I'm watching it, I'm gonna listen to this. No, oh, no, no. Oh, wait, no, no. <laughs> play it, play it, play the no, cue. No, no. What is no, love? Baby, no, don't worry. <laughs> no, there was an advertisement. I was I was hoping it would actually be uh, something else, but there was an advertisement, so I can't show it to you. Oh, damn it. It was, it, was, it was the rave music from Blade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, let's, let's, just, let's do uh, George in Honor, and let's, let's loop I'm, that video yeah. to that song an, and put it animated, on YouTube. Animated, animated gift time. <laughs> No. He's like, you no, fucking assholes. <laughs> no, no, it, it was rad. I was sitting there watching it. I was like, oh, wait, they're talking about the art department. Because usually they never show that, you know, and that just goes to show, like, how how much uh, they value the art in their films, you know. That's one thing I've always admired about the way that they did it. Del Toro is similar, too. Like, he's very much, like, a, a fanboy himself, you know, and you can see it in his films. And, and I feel that the Wachowskis have that same respect and love for the craft of, of creation as well. And uh, it, was, it was so cool just sitting there and I was like, oh, that, oh, there's Jeff. That's so cool. And he's like, yeah, he was like trying to submit this big ass drawing. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, yeah. Okay. This right here. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go back. And he's like scurrying away, like <laughs> with his pencils and just fucking like 40 by 40 piece of paper and then there you are with your rubbing your like uh, nipple tassel things is so rad i was like that's george that's awesome uh, um, <laughs> i have a i have a question for george yeah. are there are, are there any directors that you haven't had the chance to work with that you want to um well um um yeah i did i i, I have one you know i do want to work with really scott uh, that's obviously being a fan of Alien and Blade um, Runner's coming out, sure like so that. you get on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. If he does that, so so sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've um, you know, my favorite certainly. I've I've got a chance to work with um, Neil Blomkamp a little bit. His, his the last one he I worked on with Lee Seaman. I actually did a commercial with him, um, but I like to work more with him. He was he did his stuff with uh, the New Zealand guys, um, but Quite I love a... his stuff. I feel like that's really analogous to my personality. But um, um, I, I have so I guess I'd like to have had the opportunity to work with him I'd like to do that bit more um who else um hmm how about uh would you like to work on neuromancer <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah well actually before i sorry for the segue but before i uh I, I, the, my other matrix story i have to tell you uh, i want to hear him uh, tell them all yeah just because of that is that during that same sort of ridiculous costume i was in for that scene, I was um, another scene. They were like, "Hey, George, get over here. Suit up as a soldier, really quick. We want to get you in this shop." And uh, so, you know, I, I basically run out. I get this call from the art department, and I and I, I get quickly suited up as like a, a Zion soldier, which is basically like, you know, chest, you know, no shirt, and a gun, <laughs> and you know, they're all no. Get those nipples out. Like, yeah, get those plugs out. Yeah. I was it's, hoping you were going to say it's a sarong and some flip-flops again. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there were pants, you know, like... Oh, okay, well, I'm shit. You know. I'm basically, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got no shirt on, and I'm next to these, like, you know, like this, like this 
all these other guys cast as soldiers, like this big buff black dude, this other like buff other, you know, like all these guys that are like, you know, strapping muscles. And there's me, which actually the costumer told me that I was a little bit, um, I think what was the word he said, like well-fed for being in Zion. You know, like <laughs> I had a bit of a bit of a spare tire on me. And, uh, so, so basically, You're all doing sit-ups and push-ups yeah. off camera. So, <laughs> so, so the shot was like there was a, like I think there was an actor running past the soldiers. So the camera would pan past me and all these other soldiers. And I was thinking, all right, well, what I'll do is I'll flex to look more buff when the camera <laughs> it's so good <laughs> when the camera's on me you know I'll suck it in I'll pump you know pump the arm you know <laughs> flex my arms pump the iron my, holding my rifle so I can fit more in so right when the camera is like panning with the actor past me I'm like Argh! and I flexed out this huge fart because <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> pushing so hard. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that was what would really happen in Zion, dude. I mean, what do you think all those vents are for? It's all those yeah. fucking people farting all day. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is amazing. So, did other people find out? I hear it. They're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. The other, the other soldiers, guys, were. I was like, oh, sorry, dude. I'm sorry, man. I just. <laughs> You're all nervous and rip. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's amazing. Ridiculous. That you would. I mean, literally. I mean, these are golden memories, man. <laughs> well, luckily, that was not in the movie, and no documentary could film that. No, but thanks for sharing because now it's on the internet for all times. <laughs> the, the the guy that puts you in the DVD. Uh, He's like, okay, you gotta get that shot of George farting, and then cut all this down, and this. Is this a close-up on you? <laughs> and the dailies are like... <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I'll ever get old enough to where farts aren't funny. I think I just really... This is not... It's not possible. My, my daughter's now eight, and, and uh, my wife looks at us both like, what the hell? Because she loves to just rip them right on me. Just, like, put her ass on me and... Poof, you know? And I think, I think it's the funniest thing. <laughs> It's, no, it's, it's like, definitely a male a male preoccupation i don't know where it comes from but yeah, yeah man but it's so funny yeah well, i think it's like young girls farting and old people swearing is like it, it, it's like it's just always funny it's yeah if it doesn't make you giggle then there's something yeah. wrong with you your programming's not right yeah it's <laughs> yeah old people swearing that's awesome literally i'm like i have tears in my eyes that's such it's so funny uh. <laughs> My, my other campfire story that I decided to share with you just to, you know, just to wrap it up on some humor stuff is uh, at one point I was, well, I was at this like rap party on, um, it was for Speed Racer and uh, the person, the, the actress who played Ch uh, Trixie is uh, Christina Ricci yep. and it's at the Roosevelt Hotel and it's all <clears> very, it's all like this kind of like private suite. And I was like, oh, I want to get my picture taken with Christina Ricci. I've always, like, I've always liked her. And, um, and uh, how might, well, you know, I was trying to think of what I'm going to say to kind of, you know, just, you know, approach her and get my, you know, just ask for a, a dual picture. And, and uh, I, I, then I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the bathroom first before I, I build up what to say. <laughs> so I'm, uh. I run into this, I run into the bathroom and it's just like, it's just, 
you know, it's just a private, it's just a regular, it's like an apartment on the top. It's like a penthouse apartment on top of their hotel. So there's just one bathroom and Christina Ricci is queuing up next to me, like right behind me as I'm closing the door. So I'm just, I'm like, so I'm like, all right, so I'm taking a leak. and I'm thinking, all right, what am I going to say to her? Like, is that going to be awkward? Well, if I ask her to take a picture, obviously she has to go to the bathroom too. And then I'm, I look at the toilet and I see it's filthy. And I'm like, oh man, Christina Ricci's going to think that I'm like this filthy urinator all over this toilet. <laughs> so I start cleaning up like the hair and the piss on the toilet so she doesn't think it's me. I would totally use the same thing. I would totally use the same thing. And then I look at the floor. I'm like, oh man, like this toilet is disgusting. I gotta, I better clean up the floor because I don't want her to think I'm like a a mad sprayer. I'm like on my hands and knees cleaning up this. And I'm like, holy shit, it's been ten minutes. She's thinking I'm gonna be taking. I've been taking a shit. Oh my god. So I'm like, so I'm like, I quickly like wash my hands and like, you know, practically run out of there like with my zipper at the same time, like not even trying to make eye contact. It was ridiculous. Well, now now she'll know that you did yeah. her a solid. Yeah, we'll have to send her this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she'll have to send you a thank you note, man. You know, I think she very, should. This, I think so too. That's very gentlemanly, gentlemanly yeah. of you. So that's. <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Did you end up getting a picture or what? Did you Maybe end up... she'll want to be Facebook friends with me now. <laughs> you could poke her or whatever that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny, man. It's it's probably you've probably been around some celebrities. It's always interesting to be around a celebrity, don't you think? Like in their space. I don't know if it ever gets I don't really get starstruck sometimes, you know? Like <clears throat> I I've seen Harrison Ford and stuff and that was really cool, but it I don't like it's cool it's weird though what happens right there's these people that you watch on tv and, and you're like well there's fucking indiana jones and han solo you know yeah. but i'm like but i'm like no wait he's really small and he's just a dude so i'm like yeah it's just <laughs> it's just a really awesome actor you know so i was like that's cool you know <laughs> like but it's funny though like what that will do to you being around those kind of people I do. I, I get really get on your your knees to wipe up pubic hair and piss <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's uh... that's fucking rad. And, and my wife is always like, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm working on working on Jupiter, and you know, it's you know, it's cool. Like Channing Tatum and um, what's her name from uh, Black Swan? Uh, oh, she's a star in it. Um, who's the, a brunette in Black Swan? It's the other chick, right? Yeah, she's Mila Kunis, okay, yeah. So she's show. the star and the actress in Jupiter. I'll be like, oh, there, you know, you'll be at parties or at, at the, just at the commissary or whatever, and my wife will be like, oh, you know, just tell them that you're designing blah, 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 and that you're doing this. And I'm thinking, come on, they don't want to They're talk like, to They're like, yeah, get out of here, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at, uh, I'm usually a little bit like, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just leave leave them alone. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's got to be really weird to be an actor at that like you know those levels you know, everybody is acting kind of weird around you. How about Keanu? You got any funny Keanu Reeves stories? Have you been, um, able, been able to spend time with him at all? Not no, not really. Just no. uh, you know, just worthless, worthless did he, little did farting on him in Zion. Come over here, Keanu. <laughs> 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 I will give him. He he did person. He did personally recommend me for a a, a a thing that I'm actually working. on doing a little bit of stuff with him now, just for a, a film that he's doing. And um, so he's. And I've always respected him because you know for a while, he you know he didn't actually. 
actually, you know, have a house. He just lived without possessions, you know. Um, oh, that's awesome. And, uh, just uh, he and he's very, you know, I, I just like his kind of code of ethic. I won't go into it, but it's um, go into it, dude. Do it, do it. No, I'm joking. But he, yeah. he didn't he like give a bunch of money back to <clears throat> the visual effects, like people and stuff. And and I, I remember posting that. You're like, I haven't seen any money or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like? I mean. So he's kind of like that, though, right? That's which is rad. That's really cool. Because I mean, I, people don't understand. Most actors are just like, "Fuck the world! I'm just taking this cash and going for it." <laughs> yeah, so and that's... the Wachowskis have done the same thing too. You know, give bonuses at the end of the film based upon people they work closely with, and um, uh, you know, you <clears throat> that collaborative thing is definitely cool. That's awesome, dude. And it's, it's so cool to to be to look back on things too. If you and so you you're really trying to gear up to work with Ridley then because you're a huge Alien fan then, right? Well, I don't know. I've never actually really promoted myself since the first time I sent something with Chowskis. I mean, I've I've I do the phone kind of rings when it does, and you know I'm always I'm always busy, and I I actually have to be better at saying no to things. Um, there, I, I, I describe my some things to a friend as like. You know, certain jobs are like catnip to me. They're just, <laughs> you know, I can't help myself. You know, <laughs> the catnip jobs, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and but then after a while, you know, that you there's, you never get a time for yourself. So I got to get better at, um, you know, I, you know, time for myself. So that's my thing. Saying no is really hard, though. I mean, it's especially like like you said, <clears throat> you're you're basically saying no to like a dream job. You know, like. Oh, I get to draw the freaking sick thing in this film where people are gonna be like, oh, that's awesome, you know? Like, <laughs> that's a and saying no to that takes a great, like, a great amount of restraint, you know? I have a lot of respect for artists that can because uh, I can't do that either. I've definitely had the catnip syndrome like all day long, so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the worst for it too. It's like, <laughs> I, I can't say no. <laughs> it's just it's shit's too exciting for the most part you know and uh shit if it if, if the if it's raining just go and enjoy it you know it's like make it let it enjoy it but at the same time like <clears throat> like you were saying um you'd like to spend more time investing like going back to doing oil painting or whatever it is um but if you're happy and doing what you're doing then you know what the hell if, if what would be the ideal situation for you do you think if you if, if time wasn't an issue or and you had enough to give to your family and everybody else what would you be doing is it what you're doing now or would it be something else or like would it it's kind of like a, a twist of that or are you not sure like what would it what would it be well actually it's um um it kind of goes like this like right now my my uh i'm hoping god i keep my fingers crossed that uh the film like right now this this film I, i've just i've just done a, uh called jupiter sending is is a new sci-fi universe and hopefully it does really well and they they uh becomes a franchise they do a couple more and um you know to do jobs that are are essentially at the pinnacle of creatively challenge of challenging me creatively that for for commercial work you know like um and that's what this job was for me to do that and in between you know, I do like, you know, across from my, in my studio, across from my, uh, you know, my computer station is an easel. And I, you know, I, um, whenever I get something, I just like to, you know, like I, but I do work from in my house essentially, which is a, a way to take baby steps is finding my own sort of voice in an analog fashion. You know, they're, they're more like urban art. They're more, in, 
I, I have, I know I have something in me that is a combination of my interests, both in anime, both in fine art, both in commercial work, but also just in sort of the foundations of art. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I, I don't, it's like, I don't fear it. I know that I have it in me that's just uh, a bud that really when I decide to focus on it, I'm going to dive into it just like I've div I dove into my commercial work and really just go sick with it. And so it's just a matter of time. And if I have to wait right now, I don't fear that the, if I'm like, well, all right, well, if I have to wait until I, you know, what, 60 to do it, I don't know. I mean, eventually I figure I'm going to become like, you know, <laughs> eventually, I don't know. Like you look at it, you look at guys who do what I do, right? You look at say Sid Mead, he, I wonder, I'm like, God, am I going to start I mean, I, not, I love Sid Mead's work, but, and even, you know, all the great people eventually stop becoming fresh and other people take over yeah it's like right? a shelf life of things right there's a shelf life no yeah. matter no matter how great you are and you know i keep trying to reinvent myself so that i just in terms of my tools and my the things i'm interested in so i keep my longevity as long as possible but also because it's a way to stay fresh not you know it's not it's just out of really just sheer creative interest but yeah. eventually my shelf life will pass and that's the point where i want to i feel like well that's the perfect time to open up this new book you know yeah new chapter and stuff yeah have you ever you you put a ton of time and effort and, and, and energy into creating and the worlds that other people have established would you ever consider or has it been ever a thought of yours to like develop your own or <clears throat> build out your own universe and stuff like that has that ever been uh, like to use your tools to that advantage like kind of like how jeff does he does like the uh was it Samurai Cowboy or? Yeah, mm -hmm. Shaolin yeah. Cowboy. Shaolin Cowboy, sorry, yeah. <clears throat> and all his other stuff, he does it like Frank and stuff. Do you, um, is that like something of a calling for you or are you like really happy and content working on teams and, and developing other people's worlds and stuff? Well, with the Wachowskis, like I did, I did start that path. Like part of, I, I did have the sort of plan where I was going to, I had a, uh, an anime development of my own that was very sort of Miyazaki-esque and it, it involved, it actually was a crossover with the sort of Indian culture and I was had a plan to de try to develop this in India as a way to kind of give back and try to like blossom a, uh, uh, a business. That's awesome. And, uh, blossom a, a, you know, just use the fresh, use the, the artistic talent there um, to, to grow a lot of things on multiple levels. Um, and I realized the complexities of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so it's, it's so hard. Yeah. So complex. Just <laughs> I mean, building a studio, regardless of being a creative, is just a monstrous task in of itself. And I realized, wow, I'm not up to that. Um, yeah. A, you need a lot of people to make that happen. Yeah. And so I just I, I, in that I discovered that like. Right now, I was I'm a leading concept artist on the like a like a pretty much the one of the central creative work, uh, designers on the Jupiter Ascending film, and I find that being that creative within someone else's um, world is actually um, really satisfying. I mean, I, I remember Sid Mead saying that his his clients actually inspired were incredibly uh, inspirational in terms of his stuff um i know that i have like to be honest that's why i was kind of thinking for me to do something like if i could work on these films like jupiter do commercial stuff but then part-time like not only yeah build my own universe I, I i picture myself doing my own paintings making my own maquettes doing having like 
be, you know, creating both digital and analog stuff all together. But it, you know, and if I can put that, wrap that into a book and sell it, um, I, it kind of has to be just for me. I kind of, I have, I know through the process that you can't do that stuff as a, and hope that it makes money. Yeah. You have to do that because you love it. Love it. Yeah. You can't let that be like, oh, this thing has to be interested enough so that someone buys it and at the right at the right you know aesthetic level that it's going to be successful so i can you know blah 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 yeah all the wrong reasons all the wrong reasons yeah so and i like i say i i know right now i'm having so much fun with my commercial work that if there's ever a lull i'll step into that yeah and and frankly you know i'm i do i, I specifically have that fun set up specifically for myself to do that that's good smart what do you think of like doing it like something with like kickstarter and stuff do you what do you think of that whole thing <clears throat> and that effect on the community and how people like kind of develop their own ips and, and kind of push forward their dreams making books and stuff because it'd be awesome if you made a book i think that'd be great you know i think a lot of your stuff is obviously owned by the the um the the companies that you work for and stuff so you'd have to create a ton of work on your own <clears throat> but it would be cool it would be cool. Is yeah. that something you'd consider, or you know, like absolutely I George Hall's that. World, two thousand forty. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you have a soundtrack oh, to go with it too. It'd be yeah, sick. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you open it up like a musical card. <laughs> all right, I'm going too far. So absolutely, man. No kidding. Who, who would want to make all that? You know, um, it would be basically like making the same universe that I love to do, but just for myself. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And have you know maybe I'd collaborate. You know. My wife, who writes, or with a, a more uh, um, seasoned writer, um, it's. I, I honestly have, you know, I've seen other people do it. Like, you know, uh, Doug Chang collaborated with the Robata on his thing, and um, I know some other artists who have who have done it. And I've 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 come to an, in the reflection mode of mine, know that it's a uh, when the timing is right for me, I'll dive into. It. Awesome. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's something to look forward to, you know, down the line and stuff, obviously. But, you know, it's cool. Like, it's it's cool to hear that you don't, like, force things either, you know? You seem like you're very much, like, you make your decisions, but then you also allow <clears throat> the time that it needs to in order for things to flourish and, and, and be created, you know? So, which is awesome as well, too. I think that comes with maturity, though, right? Don't you, wouldn't, you th wouldn't you say, like, as an artist, a creative person, it comes with maturity to kind of acknowledge those things but also to understand that there's a time for certain things as well <clears throat> well i guess yeah yeah so i think it's you know definitely that that um that thing about time like to be honest i guess you know part, half of me is also struggles with you know we do these things that are commercial um and they're it's just like candy it's so fun right you know designing these things and uh but I also, part of me would like to actually go back to school for a whole year just on some fundamentals. I mean, just in terms of, you know, uh, painting and like getting really, really hardcore. Yeah. Sort of the analog. And, and the, I guess that's the other thing that I'm, I literally would um, uh, conceive myself doing that um, in between, like, you know, like say I'd, I'd do another Jupiter and in between. The two sequels or something like that i could i could have the security to go do that and you know all that other crap like the house edition and <laughs> for kids and all that business that takes money and... yeah an effort and time how do you yeah. manage to juggle all that i mean because you're obviously really busy and then you know like when you're out and away um 
when you go out on like location stuff to Chicago or out to London for productions and stuff like that, I mean, how do you manage to keep that afloat? You just kind of, you do a lot of Skype calls and stuff or, <laughs> you know, is there, is it kind of understood between your wife and, and yourself that, you know, like you duty calls and I must ship off, <laughs> you know, is that kind of the case or do you take them with you? I know a lot of people that do take their families along with them to the journey. So, um, yeah, no, this is, it's, it's never an easy, well, it's never an easy thing to go for a little bit. But yeah, in Chicago, my wife and daughter came with me because it was summertime and they're out of school. And then in in uh, London, they came out for a visit during a break and we went to Paris and it was awesome. And uh, That's awesome. <clears throat> so you, you know, it's, but in between, yeah, you have to Skype and you have to, um, you know, have to have that conversation with your partner about um, what the sacrifice is for. Um, what it can, you know, it's, it's, you know, just like, you know, JJ Abrams doesn't want to leave his family to go, you know, do, <laughs> you know, directors don't want to leave their location to go, uh, do certain things. And it's tough. We all have to, um, figure out the balance, but I'm, <clears throat> I look up, my wife and I, we, you know, work it out. So we, she's kind of helps me with my business and, um, it's, you know, you gotta have definitely find those balances. That's really cool. You guys kind of work as a as like a team on this kind of stuff as well, like kind of yeah. well, juggling I mean, it and stuff. Yeah, the quick story is, I mean, she was a uh, uh, you know an animator, uh, visual effects animator. But you know, as you know, the business, most of that stuff was is uh, the film industry is the visual effects industry is sort of evaporating from California as it gets subsidized overseas. So, or to of... Anthony's country, sheesh, <laughs> damn Canadians. No, I'm joking. No, there's no, there's no. We're not stealing it. <laughs> Dude, you're taking all our money, bro. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Share want... the money, man. No, I'm just joking. But no, yeah, that's the... Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that as well, your thoughts on that. But sorry, you, you, you met your wife. She's an animator. Yeah, well, we, you know, we can, we can, uh, through, you know, my, my, as I actually ramp up, I've never wanted to, I mean, I have a, a business. It's really just I'm a self-contractor and self-employed. Um, and my friends always ask me, oh, come on, man, you know, go be a production designer, you know, and I, at most I, I ramp up and I hire some people to help me out with, um, getting, getting work done, you know, friends, colleagues who are for work. And, um, when I can, it's actually very rare because I don't particularly like to do it. It's kind of the whole reason why I left art direction is because, uh, an ILM is I, I just, I don't, the amount, the responsibility <laughs> for, that I, that the, the payoff and responsibility actually isn't worth it for me. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of realized early on that my, uh, you know, my favorite films, it, it's not the production designers that I looked up to. I'm, and no, get me wrong. I certainly appreciate production designers. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they're gonna... No, you like, you like what you like shit, you know? He's... Yeah. Well, you like your flavor, I, it's fine. It's yeah, wrong with yeah. that. And well, in, in art direction too, I got the chance to kind of taste that, what that was sort of like, just the delegation. I'd, I'd rather be able to take my few design uh, responsibilities to bed with me at night, not the stress of all production. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm kind of with you though, George, is, is the, the people who stand out in my mind were always the Ron Cobbs and the Sid Meads, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the dudes behind it, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the Ralph McQuarries. I mean, it's like, dude, yeah. imagine Star Wars without that guy. Good luck. You oh, know? Like, I, I can't imagine Star Wars without it. I nobody mean, can. I, I went to, I saw, I saw a show of, uh, with his work and my wife said, 
so this guy basically made Star Wars, and I was like, yeah, he did. You know, yeah. like visually, he made Star Wars. It was in such <laughs> a rich, uh, rich time of visual. Like, if you can imagine, like, I mean, there's never gonna be another Darth Vader helmet. You just can't. No. It, it, nothing will be as cool as that, really. Like, you can get no. close to it, but it won't be that. But like cool. Ralph, Ralph and Joe Johnston together. That's uh, Star Wars, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn, Damn them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how are you are you a big fan of their work as well? I mean, imagine you must be, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that was my you know, my like, wow, that was, you know, I could either that was exactly why I said I said, "Okay, well, that's literally who I looked at to and I said, "Okay, what was Joe Johnson's training? He was an industrial designer, so I'm going to let's see what this industrial design um, schooling is all about." And that was my path to figure out how to go and I, I i did say okay well that's what he designed but i'm not gonna be able to do that but maybe i can do something else <laughs> industrial design and and then back to my previous story but um but yeah i mean that, and i feel really fortunate that you know like on the you know on this last film i was able to do what essentially joe johnson did for star wars i got to design all these sort of ships and crafts and things awesome and, um, that's right i can't wait to see him yeah <laughs> that's yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it's. I mean, that must be really rewarding too. Especially you see it all like, it's. It's one thing to like have it in your head and draw in your sketchbook and make a Photoshop file. It's a whole other thing to give it off to a team of other talented people to take it to the next level, you know, and to integrate it within the story. I mean, you must. It must be really a, a really cool experience, I imagine, right? Well, yeah, it's a, it's 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 cool, but it's also. I'm also. It's it's this funny thing about being in a film, to, you know, in the industry where you can like I've. You know, worked on a film for you know incredible amounts of time and have no idea how like so much has to come together for a film you know because most people might you know people who aren't in the film industry don't act react to it as in terms of they react it into as a whole like one unit like yeah. Yeah. editing acting look everything gets uh, 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 like summarized into one feeling yeah so um I just, you know, and all that has to kind of come together with the filmmakers. And we know that ourselves, that we, we contribute to one part of it. And, uh, wait, um, unless you're the director, of course, but, um, but, uh, and you just keep your fingers crossed that it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, no, it's no telling until you actually sit there and watch it yourself, you know, and, and your own feelings and emotions on things. I've been really thinking a lot about that. Anthony, I have a lot of talks about that. Like, you know, what, um, being nostalgic about things really can blind you almost you know to certain things but there are certain projects like you know we're all fans of alien obviously mm -hmm. and there's projects like that like i always tell anthony i feel it's like a genre smasher like you just can't have another alien like it just it's just one of those movies that uh i mean you can have scary movies in space and sci-fi obviously that's there's you know you can always you can re always do that right but you can you, you just that just crushes it really you know it's like it's just one of those powerful films that's just on that next level and almost untouchable you know yeah. and, and and the idea of like we talked about it's like you know the geigers and stuff like that and how like dan o'bannon brought everybody together and ron cobb and all that stuff like how how what a perfect storm that was really you know everything kind of the stars aligned and then boom alien came out you know which is so cool and what do you think like i mean what's your feelings and opinions i mean what's the last film that you saw that you were really excited about and do you even like sci-fi films anymore and do you like you know what are you into these days like as far as films 
Yeah, well, it's pretty tough. I mean, um, I have to really be honest now. Everybody's well, I... listening. I'm no, joking. I know. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking with you. I really can't say anything, and I, I'm like struggling because, I mean, to be honest. I mean, it's only because you know you mentioned Ghost in the Shell and Otomo, and I saw someone who just recently, you know, someone on I don't know who it was, but just post, reposted all these Otomo drawings, um, and, and I don't know. I just it's really hard to. Um, to think of something right now um and i'm not trying to be like lame about that but no that's just your opinion you know we're all yeah. entitled to it you know so but i mean i, I guess you know it's like maybe it's maybe it's that thing when um you know your first i don't know it's like virginity right you can't get it back maybe we think alien is so great because it was so different for us and yeah. younger generations will think the same thing about something that we think is very lame or very unoriginal but it was so original for them yep. and and that's why we can't get past it but um that's the blinding factor i'm talking about you know yeah. like we're we're you know we're always trying to go back to star wars the first time the star the star like the Star Destroyer or whatever flies overhead, you know, like the the deversionized basically, as you said it perfectly, I think is it's a and it's hard for guys like ourselves who are so and you know deep dive so deeply into this and love it so passionately to really be um, I don't know if it's the word entertained, but like kind of like elated or just like like you know it's it's been a while since I've been out of a theater and I was like fuck that was good, you know like. It, it and, does happen every once in a while. Like, that's true. Like we, we talk about, you know, the prestige, you know. Yeah, Nolan's, that's The prestige. Awesome that was film. one that, 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 that really, for me, was, uh, it reminded me that films can be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a total fantasy film, which is, and it's told so well, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's definitely, but I mean, it's interesting to hear because like a lot of people, myself included, and friends that are in the visual effects community and, and in this kind of little facet of film, creation and stuff like a lot of them are like they don't even like the genre or they don't like visual effects really anymore and they're more into like you know storytelling or whatnot you know and it's just i just wanted to hear your take on it i mean that's yeah it's interesting like i i i think it might be the same way where it's like you know god because well you know the whole thing with the movie industry where it's only these um franchises that get funded because of the you know the uh you know i don't know you just hear people talk i heard some producer on News talking about well, it's you know the movie industry used to have a ten percent profit margin, and with the collapse of the DVD sales, you know with things like Netflix, now they're operating on the six percent margin, and that's why only franchises get greenlit, and and it's like, you know, it's like uh, you know things I get excited about more is like TV, it's like TV has more, you know, there you like go, yeah. Game of Thrones, and uh, here that's like awesome. That. I haven't got a chance to watch it, but like Breaking Bad, you know, like. Yeah. I, but I hear Game of Thrones has amazing production value, and like my wife watches it, and I caught a glimpse of it, and I was like, "Wow, this is a really beautiful show," you know. And I think like that's exactly hitting it perfectly. And, and like um, companies like Netflix and what they've done, and, and they're creating their own uh, IP and stuff, and, and production houses and stuff. And I think Fincher's in on that with the House of Cards and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, like the thing is with this industry, it's like there's a lot of dinosaurs, right? There's a lot of people that are afraid of change and and, and aren't willing to give. Uh, give to change and, and, and advance and, and then the people that are um, are willing to do that 
and the companies that are, which is really hard to do, especially as a big company, you have so many things, you know, um, there's a, there's a, there's a shift in it. Right. And things are so fast and things are moving and stuff, but it's, it's interesting though. And I think TV is definitely, it's, it's like the production value on like, you know, even just like breaking bad, which is, it's shot really well and well put together and, and written beautifully. It's, it's, it's way better than I would say. I'm mean, just not to sound like a dick, but most any film right now, you know, like that, that level of like, grab you by the balls and make you pay attention to it, you know, yeah. which is like, and, it, and that's really what it is, right? We just want to be told a story, really, you know? Well, we it's, want... the only place, it's the only place they're allowing those kinds of stories to be told. Yeah. Because just to sad. Be... It's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. It's, it's really depressing, you know? And well, it's it like George says, part. though, it's the profit margins, you know? They just can't, they can't justify it anymore. Yeah, yeah, which is which is is which is unfortunate, you know. That's not, I mean, like we, I mean, if you think about it though, like I, I do a lot of study on like George Lucas and stuff, and and like when he and and Anthony, I bring this up a lot, is like when he uh, decided to make films and all that stuff, and then he made THX, and then uh, and then he went and he did what was that other one, the where he made the profit to make uh, Star Wars, American Graffiti. Graffiti, yeah, and he made that to make. To get the funding for Star Wars and all that stuff, but he he didn't want to make films in L.A. He didn't want to do the corporate route and all that stuff, and he and he, he established his own self, you know, and his own thing, and which is really interesting. And 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 to go back into that, like you actually helped on like the second edition of the first three, or what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And how was that? I mean, did you get a chance to even work or collaborate or talk with George at all while you were up there? Um, slightly. I mean, it was, uh, it was kind of strange because it's like at one hand, you're like excited to be working on a franchise that you love, but remorseful for him going back to do shit to the franchise that you love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Right. You know, like what, what do you think that, I mean, this is, I have my own ideas on that, but I think a lot of it comes back to like, he went from what he was as a like, hungry filmmaker into a businessman into a guy that has great responsibility to keep you know food on the table for hundreds of employees and keep the system going you know and and a lot I don't know there's there's a lot of things that go into that a lot of people hate are you know fans and people just you know bash on him but at the same time you know he's, he did create star wars and there's a lot of things to be like taken from his path you know you know and 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 you yourself having been a part of that and working on it that must have been a really interesting um like experience you know did you get on your hands and knees and wipe pubic hair and piss off the toilet seat <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it back. Sorry, I had to. That's only for girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, whatever, George. <laughs> you're on your own, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that, that must have been interesting as well, though. I can only imagine. But, um, I mean, that's what I think what we're getting here, though, is that I, it's it seems like the film industry itself has become, like, once again, this, like, conglomerate business. It's always It always has been, but it's just different. Now it's very, um, very blatant, you know? And the how now everybody has their own opinions and all that bullshit and everybody's able to say i hate that film blah blah blah. it's such a it's such a travesty and, and a, a true uh sad thing right when somebody uh like yourself works with teams and all this money and effort and time and you spend two years of your life and you're dedicated yeah. and then it comes out and then i know and then this person's like ah, i fucking sucked you know like <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you gotta dig deeper though right i imagine <laughs> well, that's why i think i get, yeah i keep going back to because because I mean, work on you know, you know, it's like movie after movie after movie, constantly. You know, there's like you know, starting a new one before the other one ends, and and they just come and go, and it's 
and then um you know it's just entertainment and you know it's even like you know you know i thought like oh wow after working on the matrix and then i worked i talked to another guy who just finished up you know lord of the rings or then someone else who you know all these big movies that come and go avatar you know all of them they're all just big movies and next summer there's gonna be another big movie you know yeah and um gotta get the uh, beast yeah and then and um you know it's like i feel like you know my goal is to create a body of work that i'm proud of you know at the end of my you know doing this commercial work that i'm and the whether it's whether it's a successful movie or the big movie or the small movie like the small movie i can have like a lot of fulfillment out of it whether it's the collaborators i've worked with or whether it's the artistic goals that i've set up for myself and i maybe hopefully have crossed during that that project but you know what i mean like i definitely pull myself away try to pull myself away from the movie and the the grind or whatever you know just the success or not success of it um and try to keep your head in check right and be just you know have fun with the the art itself as much as you can that's smart i mean that's really you know you're saving yourself from a lot of hardship right you know you, there's certain forces in this universe that you can't control uh there is that some that you can you know and, and you know if you if you were really sensitive and keen to that you'd be like well i i maybe i gotta try and write my own movie and see you know if i can make my own story and stuff you know and then where that path takes you but that's a really good way to look at it because like you're basically saying, you know, it doesn't really matter what other people are thinking. It's just if I'm happy and I'm excited about what I'm doing, then, you know, I'm making a body work that I'm proud of, you know, then it's we're in a good position, you know, which is good. And obviously you're probably, you know, you're, you're a dad now, so you're understanding that there's more important things than your client's needs, obviously. And, uh, you know, that must shift a lot as well. Do you, do you think of like, do you, is she into art as well? Or is she kind of, she's pretty young, right? Your daughter? Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, we definitely, I'm definitely training her that you know, robots and um, <laughs> ships are more important than unicorns, and you know, uh, the, the, <laughs> that's the way to get. Uh, you got to program, right? You know. Yeah. So, she does she. Um, I mean, what? How old is she? Like four or five years old? Yeah, four and a half. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she's really young still. So yeah, my my daughter sits on my lap and she uses Cintiq and she just jams away and she has a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool and it's cool to see. We got her all this like new furniture in her in her bedroom and stuff, and it's really great to see like she's got that little bug. I can tell, you know, and it's interesting. I kind of worry. I'm like, oh, don't have that bug. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but at the same time, like it's 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 really cool to be expressive, you know, and and be be able to express yourself not only with your language but with visuals, you know. There's all these things that live inside our heads, you know, and it's so cool to be able to have the skills to release them and what we do for films is to be able to release them in a really large a network of people are able to absorb them whether it's good or bad you know which is really yeah. cool which just makes it interesting you know i think which all in all you know that's what it's about i suppose you know if they were to make a ghost in the show would you work on it oh hell yeah i love yeah i love that obviously <laughs> that that uh, interview that you sent that you linked up was cool and um yeah, yeah. likes his dogs right yeah <laughs> he was like i was it was weird I, I i watched i was watching it and then i sent you guys the thing prematurely as i usually do and then it got weird and i was like ah shit shouldn't have sent it to them <laughs> he's just all i kind of want to become a basset hound and I, i'm like whoa uh, what <laughs> it's like yeah. they didn't need to put that in there but they also didn't need to put your nipple, nipple tassels in the yeah. in the matrix things but hey you know shit happens <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of things wrong even on this interview that really shouldn't be out there in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it that's true no that but it was interesting hearing his words and thoughts i was like well that makes sense to have a guy like himself 
um, projecting his own like thoughts and values onto us as, as a story is is dynamic and, and powerful as Ghost in the Shell. As far as like anime, you're you're a large you're a big into anime as well. We we share links and stuff. You're big into like Running Man. We talk about that a lot. That's that's one of the things that I realized is like all right, Anthony's badass because he knew what Running Man was and he really loved it too. And and a lot of times I can tell like a person's aesthetic that I that I can work with. I think based off of that and. It's cool to see, like with the Wachowskis too. That was one of my favorite things that I that they've done, is how they created a universe that was able to um, fund for studios out in Japan to create animation for. You know, which I thought was brilliant. It was a great gift to the franchise. I thought personally, as a fan of, of animation and 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 a fan of the Matrix universe as well. But it, I mean, what are some of the stuff that you've grown up on that you really ad, ad, like ad, adhere to? Well, I'm. You know, no, I, only I, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That that old school stuff is. Um, I don't. You know, back when my twenties, I used to have all that time to just like watch. You know, you know, I don't know, Vampire Hunter D, and to be up on all those things. So and to good. Avalon and all those things. You know, just be every single one and see every movie. And and now that's why I like you know collaborating. You know, just you know that's why I react so positively to your links because just the bandwidth of uh, you know just jobs and family and everything to just get that access again um just to keep up you know what i mean because uh it's going so fast it goes fast and i feel like that's something that you know definitely seeps into my personality is that when you i like the juxtaposition of you know i guess for me aesthetically i like the juxtaposition of things that aren't inherently beautiful and making them beautiful or you know whether it's just um so I used to go and, and just try to find, you know, creativity or inspiration out of things that are, you know, necessarily interesting, like, a, um, you know, uh, things that I guess when I can find things that are, um, well, that as far as anime, like when they just seeing someone take an explosion and, and like draw that out and just like I can like look at the beauty of how someone like oh, it's amazing. A Tomo just draws just in 2d just the look of cloud swirling is is amazing and i those that type of you know just looking at the world whether it's you know i just went to florida just for some family visit and i was in this swamp and i was looking at these trees growing out of the the water and how imagining that is like this futuristic architecture inspiration and you know i think we have such a gift being artists to be able to see beauty in the mundane or take any situation in in anywhere and be like what inspires me yeah very optimistic yeah it's like a filter right yeah mm -hmm. yeah no, that's but i awesome. should pro i probably should wrap up this interview I'm yeah sorry. i was just about to say um because we hit just hit the two hour barrier and, and i appreciate it if you had anything for <laughs> <laughs> no if you had anything for like any like um young or aspiring artists or anything we covered a lot of stuff obviously and we probably got deeper than we probably needed to but is there if is there anything that you think that um you want to try and capture before um we ship off just for anybody that you think that if you were to talk to your younger self i suppose like is there anything that you think that would help them and what would it be and it better be good dude <laughs> <laughs> well you know one thing that i found really interesting one time i saw miyazaki uh, uh speak and he had this amazing bit of nugget, which is, is is interesting, and it may or may not be useful to you. But let's, I, I found it really fascinating. And he was talking about how um, he knows when he's thinking about storytelling and how 
he when he's thinking about if he's reached a good idea a good he like he's reached he's trying to reach an idea that's so base humanistic um that and sometimes he'll think that he's reached that idea and it's not until he can smell the <laughs> blood in his own nose that he knows that it's it's at, at that like visceral level <laughs> which is which sounds really ridiculous and if it was only if it wasn't if it was only only because it's Miyazaki talking because in his stories he he can reach these levels these Joseph Campbell levels level of storytelling that is sort of pervasive of human nature you know yeah, um, yeah. and this uh, sort of consciousness humanistic consciousness that to me that's I found wow that's that is that's when you know I guess my analogy is maybe I'm trying to riff off of that and say find something that's so base to you that you are so like you when you know something like find that thing that you like I don't even care if it's art it could be music or gardening or whatever I don't care but like you got to know what that is in yourself before you die like just whether all those things that put up like put up in front of you that put up hurdles you know paying for your food and rent and all these things like just find that thing that in you that makes you just that's just makes your spine tingle makes you you know blissful whatever um just know it whether you can make i mean yeah if you can make a career out of it great but who cares of that just to know it is important yeah agreed find that bliss within yourself yeah awesome dude well this has been amazing and i really appreciate it it's been a long time coming so i really appreciate you taking time out of your incredibly busy day i'm sure so and i'm sure everybody's gonna enjoy this so yeah man you have a great day and if, if anybody wants to reach you uh or see your work it's uh it's g hall h-u-l-l dot com um i don't think you have a twitter right no no good, good for you me. stay away from that and <laughs> and then yeah don't be like me or anthony uh, I'm the worst actually at it. And then, how about like Facebook? I guess just if they wanted to, like, I don't know. I mean, well, stock, stock yeah, maybe stock. you know, people just leave them alone. Okay, just take this <laughs> podcast, and that's all you get. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because of my family, I'm pretty much the guy who just keeps it, pre- keeps Facebook pretty, pretty, pretty uh, old school. But um, that's good though. Just, uh, LinkedIn. I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, it was great listening to this. I didn't interject too often, but it was great to hear you, you speak on all these things. And yeah, I can't wait to see what you did for uh, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, oh, thanks so much. I'm really, I think it's my best work. I feel really proud. Oh, of that's that. great to hear. Then, well, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. So, well, I'll go there and for sure spend the money for a ticket. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it and be like, there you go. <laughs> no, cool. awesome, man. Yeah, thank you so much. You have a great day, dude. And uh, yeah, keep inspiring and. Um, yeah, keep rocking out, dude. Appreciate yeah. it. And you too, as artists too. I know. Best wishes to you both, and um, we'll be in touch again. Wicked. Yeah, sure. Cool. There, guys. Rock on. Rock. Bye. Bye.